This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for January 22nd through January 29th. And we find Uranus stationing, so things are going to go forward fast, 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 and furious. This is a very big week, lots of stuff going on in the heavens. I know you're getting kind of, kind of tired of the big weeks, me too, but this is going to be one of them. So we're going to, without further ado, we will leap into the week ahead and what we can expect as part of our journey uh, in it. Let's see if I can get the mouse to work. All right, so these are the dates available this week, the exciting ones. Um, this is an image a friend of mine sent me from a beach out of the end of Long Island, and it kind of is evocative of the energy of the week ahead. Now, you don't know. There's a guy sitting on the beach. It's the winter. This is Montauk, the end of Long Island, the furthest sticking out part of Long Island on the water. But there's the sky, the sea, the land, and the person. And it might even be two people. Is it two people? One people? I don't know. It's like just very evocative of the energy of the week. Interesting week ahead. So we'll talk about what's coming, how to work with it, and what the theme is. So this is kind of the visual theme. And then I do that Patreon where I, you know, give you a daily podcast of the aspects. And so today actually has three songs. Happy Together from the Turtles, if you remember that one. Alone Again Naturally. And um, Ruby Tuesday. So it's interesting. It's an interesting kind of day. And so in the interesting kind of week, because all this stuff shifts, changes, moves, goes, and our forward motion is full steam ahead, fast and furious. Not the TV show or the movie series, but fast and furious in your own life, because now all the planets are shifting and going forward. We also think we may have actually, with that Venus-Saturn conjunction, we may have actually worked out our audio issues for the podcast. My assistant Rose is down here babysitting Remo, and she brought her wonderful boyfriend, Jesus, and uh, he. I think we figured out how for me to strip the audio out of the MP4 and make it an MP3, which will make the podcast people happy, because last week I brought a microphone, but it was stereo. And it's now mono because apparently the microphone's mono. And there still was a lot of clicking and hissing. So hopefully we got the audio fixed out. We'll see. You know, um, it's a, it's an adventure in a game. And we're trying again, Mars and Gemini, another approach. But anyway, we figured out how to strip the audio out. The test run sounded pretty good. So we'll try it with the, with the live run. <laughs> not promising. We're working on it. Practice, not perfection. That's the motto of the week. Practice, not perfection. And when in doubt, try, try again, because that damn Mars and Gemini is still out of bounds, and he still makes us do things twice. So when we look, first up today on January 22nd is the Venus-Saturn conjunction. Now, Venus and Saturn meet once a year. For the last five years, Saturn has been in his favorite signs, Capricorn and Aquarius. So Venus has been very serious-minded when she meets up with him. And this is her last hurrah. And then she's going to say bye Saturn. And she's not going to see him in a Saturnian sign for 26 years. So Venus is really working with the energy with Saturn. And she's ending things. Remember, conjunctions end things and begin new stories. So there's an ending and done, finished. And then there's a new beginning, starting, going. So we're going to watch for that conjunction. It takes place at 5.12 p.m. in Washington. Adjust for your chart. It takes place at 24 Aquarius. 
And so that conjunction kind of gives us a juicy energy. If we look at the energy blend for the day, we can see not a lot of water, not a lot of feeling, emotion feeling, a lot of intellectual stuff, high air energy, high fire energy, and very stubborn with all that fixed. So when we're working with a low water day, what often happens is people feel very emotional because we're missing the element of water and they seek it out somehow or they they try and create it or they're very detached and cold <laughs> and so if you're getting into an argument with somebody today and they get really detached and a little chilly that's that venus saturn it also you know one of my favorite things with aquarians is they have excuse me what i jokingly refer to as the aquarian death stare where like they're done and when they're done, they're done. And there's no redemption. And you kind of go, wow, those Aquarians are tough. Remember, the CIA recruits Aquarians. And this is the sign that they recruit because they can do this little chilly, I'm done with you. And Aquarian planets can. So today with Venus and Saturn meeting up and the sun and moon in Aquarius, got a lot of Aquarius. So this is the I'm done. And so we'll watch what this happens because Venus Saturn is an I'm done aspect, but it's done because of a reason. And a lot of times the person will say, well, you know, I've done much worse. And you go, I know, but I'm done now. And so that Venus and Saturn conjunction is very strong. Next up, busy day on Sunday. Uh, the next up is the Vesta-Neptune conjunction. So the Vesta-Neptune union is a lot about the new beginnings, the new ideas. And remember, Neptune is back where he was on April 12th when he met up with Jupiter. And the two of them are very much about, okay, what's the dream that we're working on? What's the vision we're trying to go forward to? What's inspiring us? What's helping us think about new things? And notice that Jupiter is right there with Juno partnering. That's the happy together. The turtle song, happy together. Remember that one, you and me and me and you. So that energy of that Jupiter and Venus is like, or Jupiter and Juno is like, okay, we're partnering and we're partnering to go create something that the Neptune Vesta wants. So it's interesting energy in terms of how the two of them work. That's gonna be on Monday. Um, and so we have this sudden unexpected uh, change and shift in how things work. And then I somehow screwed this up. We also have back on Sunday, there we go, Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde, Uranus direct. Uranus said, oh, I'm going to go behind the Vesta Neptune. But the Juno-Jupiter here, the Jupiter-Juno meetup today, which is the partnership energy, the happy together song, and then the Uranus stationing right there. Now he's stationing on a world point. And when the big guy stops in a world point, we can anticipate really big news, big changes. And he's been lurking at this point really all fall. So there's a lot of energy. You just, it's kind of like, think of all the dumps of information we've gotten, you know, and you're just kind of like, can it stop? Can it stop? They just keep dropping all this stuff. There's a 600 page, 800 page January 6th report. There's pages of testimony. There's Trump's tax returns. There's DeSantos's lies. I mean, you know, and then on the other hand, there's Biden's tax documents. Now they found some more tax documents. So it's Uranus. And when Uranus is busy causing trouble, man, he just loves to stir the pot, get everybody all excited, get everybody going, bah, 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 because he stopped. 
It's also all the gruesome dismemberment stories we've had in the news lately about people, you know, chopping up their spouses and Googling, how do I dispose of a body? That's that Uranus on a world point too. This is not necessarily information we need to have. This is also the guy, you know, killed the people, the students, the four students out in Moscow. It's 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 very Uranian, and it and of course it's unpredictable. It's a little shocking, and you're kind of like, wow, I don't know that I needed to know that because sometimes when that happens, you get an image that you really can't forget. And so Uranus stationing direct. It also sometimes is earthquakes, and so the five days before, which it stations on Sunday, and the five days after bubbly, active, moving, changing, but Uranus is turning direct, which means if you look around the circle here, all the outer planets are direct now, which means full steam ahead. Fast, fast, go, go. Now Mercury and Uranus, or Mercury and Mars rather here, these two guys are still in a quincunx, which is an adjusting energy. So the two of them are not necessarily happy, but they are in mutual reception. So Mercury can turn into uh, Gemini and Mars can turn into Capricorn and be exalted. So this is one of those, like you, you run into a situation and it goes boom, and you're like, all right, now what? Do it again. What, again? Yep, do it again. Because the Gemini requests, requires, demands you to do it a few times. The audio here from the podcast, Mercury Quinn Gunks, we'll see if it works. But we also know that, okay, well, we keep trying. You know, I listen to complaints. You write me a complaint. I try and make it better if I can. Um, and I finally worked out it was the fan, you know, because the microphone is so sensitive. It was picking up the fan noise. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, we're forward. Uranus is direct. Off we go. And the complaints really were the last four months, interestingly. So Uranus was back there when Trump was raided, beginning of August. So we're back to the beginning of August. With Mercury, we're back to the beginning of September. Or with Mars, we're back to the beginning of September. With Mercury, we're back to the December 12th. So that all the stories are now kind of wrapping up, moving together, getting ready to go forward. Theme being full steam ahead. You're done. You're ready to make commitments. You're ready to work on the dream. You've fin- figured all this stuff out. You still have to wrap stuff up. You're not on your way yet, but you're wrapping up the vision and getting it in place, ready to roll. So, woo-ha, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for Mars to get into even Cancer, you know, and I don't really like Mars and Cancer that much, but the Mercury stuff since the middle of August, Gemini is just, Mars and Gemini has been been a trip. But it is in Capricorn, so it's practical, reliable, dependable, wants to work it out. You just have to try, try again, and you will. So that's the energy also of the week. Try, try again. Next up, when we get to Tuesday, the sun in Aquarius is in a lovely sextile to Jupiter, who just got partnered with Juno on Sunday, right? So the two of them met up. And remember, Juno is usually about four years around the cycle. So she's saying to Jupiter, ooh, 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 let's start a new thing. Let's work together. Let's create. Let's go, go, go. And Jupiter, of course, he went into Aries last May, but he didn't, he got it up to seven and then he went backwards and he said, I'm not really ready to go forward yet, but I'll be back in Jan, I'll be back in December. He went into Aries December 21st and he said, okay, I'm ready for the next 12 years. I'm ready. I'm ready. And uh, now he's ready. Hey, you know, better late than never, right? So sun sextile Jupiter 
is a uh, closing sextile, right? So when the sun gets to Aries and sits on him, when we get to April, we'll see an initiating energy again. But the closing sextile is all the stuff I've been working on last year since May 30th, beginning of May, now I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to put it out in the world. So I've got a few things I'm waiting on tax status, you know, for nonprofit I'm involved with, you know, just it's an energy forward motion. And so this should, 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 should bring the stuff you've been working on since last May to the next step. So that's a nice energy for that Jupiter sun sextile. And it also, because Jupiter and Juno are partnering, it can also be an introduction right where juno says to jupiter well let me introduce you to my friend and jupiter goes oh okay and then the sun comes along because the sun is wanting to partner with jupiter wanting to partner with juno and create things and again it's back to your dream in april of last year where you were like i think this is what i want to do for the next 13 years not clear yet what that looks like but i'm now i'm getting clearer next on thursday venus enters pisces which is her favorite sign. She gets out of the air distraction, detract, uh, just, um, where she stands back, where she kind of guards and watches. She gets out of that detachment, that's the word I'm looking for there, and she goes into Pisces, where she's exalted. So Venus in Pisces is rose-colored glasses. So she has an energy of seeing the world with rose-colored glasses, you know, and what's important and why it's important. So there's a nice energy there with with her kind of going, okay, this is what's really of value to me. This is what's deeply important. And we're gonna watch Venus because remember now she's out of Aquarius where she was ruling the North Node. She'd been ruling the North Node for the last year and a half. And she'll, I'm not, not a full, she'll rule it for a year and a half. She finishes ruling it when we get to, um, uh, we get to July 17th and the nodes shift, but then she's going to rule the south node because the south node is going to be in Libra. But so Venus has been ruling the node for the last year and a few months, and um, she's now shifting into Pisces. So she's making that stationary Uranus that just went direct and that stationary, the north node, they're both going to go, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And then over here, we see... Um, series in Libra wanting to partner, wanting to figure out how she's going to partner creatively. Now, this can also series Libra opposition, uh, Juno series opposition here, and Jupiter series opposition can sometimes be a separating energy. But more often than not, it's I have a vision and a partnership I want to work on. Because remember, Venus now is in her exaltation. So she's like, can we find a way to work together? And there, the planets are all kind of like, well, maybe, because she's not so detached anymore. She's not so chilly because she's left Saturn and she's starting a new journey. So she said to Saturn on Sunday, bye-bye, big guy. Been hanging out with you for five years when you've been going through Capricorn. I'm now, I'll meet you next year when you're in Pisces. And she will, she'll meet him next year and Saturn will be in Pisces. But she's now going off very softly, very gently to plant new stories, plant new ideas. And if you think about February in the Northern Hemisphere, the end of February, early March, it's, it's, it's a dream time, still foggy and gray, but you start to get your seed catalog. My, my friend Lisa Biedenbach in Ohio 
she always mails out the her seed order, you know, what flowers she's buying for the garden. And she gets her catalogs and she's just it's like one of her rituals when when Pisces happens, like this order, the, the ordering of the seeds. Planting, what are you gonna plant? What's your vision? So Venus entering Pisces is whispering into you and saying, So what do you want to vision? Remember, she's gonna come pretty quick to Neptune and all these other planets here. You know, this is only a few weeks. And then she's into Aries and she's feisty, but right now she's in the dream state. So again, you may find when she's in the dream state that everything kind of softens. And that's gonna be Thursday. She shifts on Thursday night and she just gets a little more gentle and a little more, hmm, you know, hmm, that delicious, relaxed kind of, ah, where you just are like, you, you know, when you, I mean, I'm a Pisces moon, so I have lots of Pisces, things that I love, but you know how like when you get into bed and you snuggle in and you just kind of curl over and you go, oh, I'm in my bed under my blanket and my pillow and this just feels so good. Or when you do something, you're with a really good friend and you're just laughing and you're having a wonderful time and you're just sitting going, uh, one of my friends, Erwin, used to say this, this is a millionaire's moment. A millionaire with all their money couldn't have a better moment. So as Venus enters Pisces on Thursday, we're going to see, we're going to feel the heavens soften up a little, which will be nice. We'll be a little contentious up there. Doesn't mean we're done with Mars and Gemini out of bounds, but it does mean that Venus is going, all right, all right, I know. I've been giving you guys a hard time. I'll be a little, remember she was in Capricorn, she was in Scorpio, she was in Aquarius. Oh, she's soft. She's in Pisces, man. She's, she's a cream puff. I have a good friend named Cream Cup, Venus and Pisces. <sighs> then we get to Friday. And we have a Mercury, Chiron, Pallas Athena, T-square. Let's talk about this for a second. We've been having Chiron in Aries, right, for a while, which is the wound about how to take action independently because Chiron wants to, Aries wants to be independent, but how that can feel a little wounding. Think back to the picture at the beginning, the guy on the, or the woman, or maybe a couple, the little thing on the beach there. Um, opposite, uh, so it's Chiron's here, squaring Mercury, right? So Mercury's got its little story, Mercury and Capricorn. Opposite, Pallas Athena, retrograde, out of bounds. Remember, Pallas Athena's in Cancer, out of bounds. Moon's in Aries, so that makes Pallas Athena be an Arian Pallas Athena, revising the strategy. What's the strategy that we've been working with that isn't really working anymore? We need to fix it. Now, Venus is in Pisces. So she's softer than she was before. So this T-square, watch for important news in your own life and in the world. This is when you've been waiting on papers, you've been waiting, I mean, a lot of people that are going, when is my divorce coming through? When is my house closing gonna happen? When is my, this is the shift because the T-square activates it and says, go, go, let's go. So it's an interesting Friday day because this T-square is very active. Of course, Uranus is still on a world point so that's a biggie because he's just kind of, he's parked there, remember, five days. And then it's going to take him a while. He's got to get past uh, past 16 because one degree approach, 15 of, um, of Taurus. And when he gets to 16, he's off the world point. So we're still dealing with him on the world point, stirring the pot, bringing up things that are changing, pointing out. Yes, the world's a little bit broken right now, just a little bit broken. 
But if you know it's a little bit broken, you don't take it personally. You just go, the world's a little broken. I can work with this because if I work with it, then it'll be okay. And that's the vision. And remember, this is happening on Venus's day. It's like you may find out something's broken and you have to fix it. And that's okay. And with Mars and Gemini, you probably have to fix it twice. Because <laughs> Mars just doesn't let you do it once and get it. He's like, no. So, I mean, when I was looking at the thing to make the audio better, Mercury retrograde, right? Um, I tried this, tried that, and a bunch of other things. And I was just like, I just, I just want the sound to be right. And then I'm like, why do I care what the sound is like? I, you know, do I care? And then the other part goes, yes, you care. You keep getting emails from people complaining about the sound. And then I go, but I don't really want to care about the sound. You have to care about the sound and you have to put out a good quality product. The dialogue, right? So this is the day of the dialogue. And remember, they're going to have different visions of what they want. That's going to be a little difficult, but Venus is in Pisces past Saturn. And she goes, can't we all get along? And we can, as long as we're really focusing. But we also see the moon is in Aries on a world point. So it's a contentious moment, but there is an opportunity to look at it in a different way. So hopefully that Friday isn't too crazy for you. Um, probably will be a little crazy. Uh, and then Saturday, Saturn or the sun squares the nodes of fate, which it does twice a year. Um, and so in this case, it is uh, an Aquarian square in its detriment. So not as much fun as last summer when the sun squared the nodes of fate in Leo, but it does invite us to look at things in a different way and to think about things, think about our choices and our options. Remember, Venus has softened up that north node. And it also softened up the Uranus and Taurus when she went into Pisces. And it often also softened up the, Mar, the, the moon and Taurus here because they all answer to the Venus. So Venus is softening, softening things. And so as the sun comes along to square the nodes, he may find that, oh, that's a little softer. I can go through there. I can move that energy. I can shift it. So we'll watch for that. But we do notice that Mars is on the world point, or not on the world point, but on the midheaven in the chart cast for DC. And we do have Uranus on a world point. So we're going to play this one a little bit loose and just see what it brings up. It's going to bring up a choice that you have to make. That's always helpful because it's a square. But it might be a choice that you can go, well, I need a little more information to be able to do that properly because, whoops. There's a moth over here. Remo is hunting a moth. Um, I know, that's quite a little fun bug there. Wow. The killer instinct in my cat. I just started talking about the Mars and Gemini. Remo has a Mars and Gemini. He's been very frisky lately. All right. But anyway, uh, so this energy is very fierce um, and clearly Remo is demonstrating it may be a killer energy. <laughs> is he's trying to kill a moth, right? Did you get it? No, you didn't get it yet. It's crawling on the floor. He he's got <laughs> one of my friends, Ian Dunford, uh, is a is a. You know, we grew up upstate, right? So up there, the cats know how to kill things because they get to go out and kill things. And Remo, of course, is a city cat. And at one point, I had a mouse. And he watched the mouse. He didn't like kill the mouse. He was very fascinated with the mouse. But I'm like, 
Like, you're going to kill it? Like, this mouse is on the floor. Go kill the mouse. And he was like, no, I'm kind of kind of interested in it. I'm not sure I want to kill it. And my friend goes, he's a city cat, not a country cat. Doesn't know how to kill. If he knows he's got the instincts, but he doesn't quite know how to kill it. So that's the energy with the sun square, the nodes of fate, courtesy of my four-legged friend here. Uh, then we have the sun trine Mars. Now, this is always a fun one. Again, this happens once a year or actually twice a year, but this is a um, close, this is a disseminating trine as opposed to a arriving trine. And so this is air trine, grand trine in air. So we have this lovely grand trine in air and it talks to this nice little uh, series over here in Libra. So grand trines give us great ideas. And if we look, we don't see a lot of fire in the sky, but we do see a great amount of earth and a really large amount of air so whatever these ideas are that this grand trine with the sun trining the Mars and also being in trine to Ceres, whatever that grand trine is, it's going to create something. So we want to watch what it creates, watch what it brings into, into, into energy. And also if we shoot over here, you can see the Jupiter and the Juno that just got married earlier in the week. They're forming a kite, right? So it's a little hard to see because there's so much stuff going on. But we see a grand trine in air, and then the top of the kite would be here. So that's where we're headed. We're partnering and heading off with this grand trine in Mars. We're disseminating information. We're sending those ideas out into the world to get them to make some form. And because of the high Earth energy, it'll it'll make something happen. We also see, as this grand trine happens, we do see the moon squaring Saturn, moon and Taurus squaring Saturn, and saying, okay, take action because she's squaring Saturn and saying time to act. So that's next Sunday when the Mars, uh, the sun trines Mars. And then also next Sunday, we have Mercury, the planet of ideas and communication and cool stuff. It's in a trine to Uranus. Now it's moved away from its argument with Mars, but now it's trining Uranus creatively. And also Uranus is on a world point. Again, we see the energy down here at the bottom, earth and air, a lot of ideas, lots of new directions, lots of things you want to build and grow. So there's a nice energy there in terms of how it works. When we look at the, um, and and so uh, Mercury trine Uranus is communication. Now remember, Mercury has been retrograde, right? So one, two, three, this is his third trine, which is helpful because you've already had trine one and trine two, which happened in, you know, Mercury went into his shadow uh, December, um, uh, December 12th. And so boom, trying in December and then boom, trying earlier when he was retrograde and now trying direct. So this is a great time for pulling back memory, pulling back ideas, things that started to go and then seem to back off, now get to form and get concrete and solid because earth is coming in to help the air ground. So it's a very helpful aspect. I have a few clients who've had um, family members with some trauma or some problems and the brain has been a bit affected. So this is a really good energy for healing. If you've been having brain fog from COVID, this is a great energy for healing the brain fog and helping in ground. Uh, so kind of watch this. It'll be, it should be good news too, because Uranus is um, on a world point. Uh, or, and answering to an exalted Venus, right? That's, that adds, you know, because Uranus by itself, you know, is good. But every time Venus changes, Uranus changes, right? Because he's in Taurus. So now Venus is exalted and happy in Pisces. So the two of them are working together. So the sun this week goes from four Aquarius to 10. And we talked about his aspects, particularly the um, the trine to the 
Mars, and he also had the conjunction with Jupiter, the sextile with Jupiter and Juno, forming those partnerships uh, earlier in the week um, because he was partnering with their marriage. You know, oh, we're going to do that. That sounds like fun. So this is also a good time if you're planning some kind of group thing or group trip or trying to get stuff off. You know, in my case, we're going to be on the cruise. Good aspects for a cruise. Uh, learning astrology and other things too. Uh, Mercury this week runs from nine Capricorn to 14, starting to speed up, still only going five degrees for the week. Normally he can get as big as fast as three degrees, you know, um, three degrees a day, two and a half degrees a day. So he's still moving pretty slow, but he does have the um, that big old T-square in the sky, which is choices. That's going to be the 27th. And then he has uh, trying to Uranus, which is a breakthrough. He also has important connections on the 22nd, who you meet when he trines the nodes. Venus this week shifts into Pisces. That's a big hoo-ha from her. She's taken from the sky and she's diving into the water, right? Diving into the ocean. So she goes from 22, 23 Aquarius to 3 Pisces. And she shifts into Pisces on the 26th. She also has the conjunction with Saturn on the 22nd. And for the most part, she's happy this week. She does have some arguments with Saturn and some arguments with the nodes of fate, but they're by declination. So when it's a declination argument, it tends to be a little more internal. You know, it's like, yeah, I think I need to stop doing that. Whether she acts on it this week is, remains to be seen, but she's thinking about it, right? Mars this week, not a lot going on with him. He runs from eight Gemini to nine Gemini. Um, he does have a little argument with the goddess of discord on the 24th, but it's a semi-square. It's more of a spat, you know, where they kind of growl and hiss at you. I always think of that, you know, that Mars semi-square is kind of like, and you're like, whoa, you're hissing at me, are you? Not like punching, it's just growling, you know, a little growl. Um, and it's a funny aspect. I had, the, I had this one time with a client, I was talking to them and they were, They'd gotten whatever and they were having trouble. And I said, well, you know, you can kind of growl at them. And they went growl at them. I'm like, yeah, just go under your breath. See what they do. That's that energy. So when in doubt this week, you can employ a growl to get your point across. Uh, Jupiter marrying Juno, that happens on the 22nd. New partnerships, new relationships, new connections, always fun. And that's uh, the Uranus station. You're not moving very quickly. Uh, Vesta is moving from, and they're all moving slow. Vesta's at 23, kind of poking along. So those are the aspects. Uh, beginning of the week, we just had the new moon yesterday. It is the year of the rabbit, the water rabbit. Water rabbit, last time this happened was 1963, was the last water rabbit year. They happen every 12 years. So there've been the other, the other elements. But this is the Chinese, uh, the Chinese calendar correlates to Jupiter. So the water rabbit is a very sensitive, kind, loving little rabbit. And uh, fertile and fast and frisky. Think about rabbits. So they're, <laughs> they just create, they're little bunnies, you know, it's Easter, the Easter bunny, right? And they're cuddly, think thumper, think, um, you know, rabbits. I remember at one point I was visiting friends in California with my sister and we went out to, um, I believe it was an Ethiopian restaurant and we were sitting on the floor eating, you know, out of a big tray 
and they'd sent the card back because the the chef had been a waiter at another restaurant they used to go to. So they sent a card because he'd given them a card because he was opening a new restaurant. So we go there and we're eating this food. And my sister's a very fussy eater. Um, my mother used to try out recipes on us and children. And as my sister would be like, it's looking at me, you know, I'm not eating that. So we're eating this food. It was really pretty, very, very good. Like, you know, all this stuff came out, right? And so the chef comes out at the end of the meal and he goes, so, you know, do, 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 do. You like, you know, like this, you like that, you like the bunny. So we go, what? He goes, you know, the bunny, hop, 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 the bunny. And it, you know, it kind of looked like a chicken, but it was a weird looking chicken because <laughs> it was a bunny. My sister, I swear to God, I thought she was going to faint at the table. She was just like, oh my God, I hate Thumper because we had a rabbit named Thumper. Uh, yeah. So it is the year of the water bunny. <laughs> Frisky, fun, and rabbit is good. I just want to say we, we ate Thumper. Well, we ate Thumper's friend in that restaurant many years ago, uh, Ethiopian restaurant in Santa Fe, San Francisco. It was beautiful. So, but yeah, whenever I see the year of the bunny, I always think a little Thumper and hop, hop, hop. The bunny, hop, 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 hop. <laughs> yeah, it was a visual. You had to be there. At any rate, uh, so this week, the new moon, you're the rabbit, water rabbit. Uh, today, the moon is in Pisces or is in Aquarius. It goes in, it's in Aquarius. It goes void Monday morning at 519 with a lovely uh, conjunction to Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. And then around 12.36 on Monday, the moon goes into uh, Pisces and it'll be on Pisces Monday afternoon. Remember, these are East Coast times all day Tuesday. It goes void at 11.12 a.m. on Wednesday. And it will be void and it goes void with a lovely little sextile to Pluto. So those are the days to do your ritual uh, for your new moon today, tomorrow. Uh, hi, yeah, did you eat the bug? Wednesday. Um, and then Thursday, Wednesday, the moon goes into Aries and it'll be in Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night. It'll be there Thursday. It'll be there Friday going void at 401 with a square to Pluto. So that's a little more testy. It's an opening square, moon and Aries square Pluto. It's a little impatient. Uh, and, you know, we don't really like rituals on square moons because they tend to end things. I mean, if you want to get rid of something, that's when you do the ritual for that that new moon. Uh, and then the moon goes into Taurus on the 27th, Friday at 627. And then um, Saturday, the 28th, it will be in Taurus. And then the 29th, it'll be in Taurus going void at 1252 AM on the 30th. And it goes void with a lovely trine to Pluto. So the back half of the week is really lovely too. Um, and so those are the energies of the moon. We also say the contentious days, not a lot of contentious days this week, a lot of activity. If there's a contentious day, it probably will be Monday when the moon meets both Saturn and Venus, when the moon in Aquarius meets up with Venus and Saturn. And so there's a real, that picture I showed at the beginning of the person at Montauk kind of just there alone. That would be the energy. But um, the rest of the week, basically very nice aspects. Nothing particularly difficult, not a lot of difficult days, just a lot of movement forward, fast, fast, go, go kind of energy. So hopefully that gives you some idea about how to work with the week. And just remember full steam ahead. You still have to do everything twice because Mars is out of bounds in Gemini. But, 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 but all the planets are moving forward. So with that in mind, 
we really get some progress done. We get some stuff out the door, off, in the, off into the world and creative. Uh, we can still buy the intentions for 2023, um, the year ahead format. And that sheet I opened with at the top is an example of one of the, the month of January, the dates in January. Um, it lets you uh, do two hours and 121 slides, which includes an overview of the year ahead, changes of Jupiter into Taurus, Saturn into Pisces, Pluto into Aquarius, and the nodes of fate into Aries and Libra, all the planet ingresses, all the stations and retrogrades, discussion of the Venus star point that's going to take place in August, new and full moons, a month by month analysis, and pages of important dates. So you can mark your calendar as well as where they're going to show up in your chart and what it means available for 35. New Moon webinars, we just did one this week. Uh, it was recorded on Friday, it's available on my website. Uh, I'm gonna be going to, in March 11th, I'm gonna be going to the NCGR Florida chapter. It'll be a uh, hybrid, so you can be in person or online. And we're gonna talk about Saturn and Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius. You can sign up on their website for it. We're also going to have an OPA conference. I'm one of the speakers there. Time for Technique, April 21st through the 23rd with excellent, excellent uh, astrologers teaching you techniques to add to your tool bag. Uh, we also have NORWAC, a lovely conference hosted by Lauren Elbandian, the 39th year. Um, her mom started it and it's out in, uh, out in Seattle. So feel free to join us. That will also be a hybrid event. So you can also watch it from your living room couch. And then last but not least, the astrology consciousness and the great shift in Rhinebeck that week of, of Labor Day, uh, 4th of July, the 30th, uh, the 1st and the 2nd. So it ends on Sunday, starts on Friday with excellent, excellent astrologers. Lynn Bell from France, Rick Levine, who you know. If you don't, you should. Uh, Rachel Lang, who's lovely and excellent astrologer. And then, of course, none other than famous Maurice Fernandez. So that'll be fun. So hopefully that gives you ideas of how to work with the year ahead. A couple of stars, feel free to sign up. You get a uh, get a daily podcast and lately a song because <laughs> the, the Neptune is just making me wild. And then a list of the aspects that also go out on Twitter. So with that in mind, wishing you a great week and let's see how the uh, podcast people like the audio, hopefully a lot. Take care and have a good one. Bye.